Welcome to episode 32 of Instant Expertise Marketing. We appreciate you listening in as always. Sherry and I are thrilled to have special guest Kathy Parks with us today. She is the creator of the Parks Method and she is here to share her best advice on how consumer goods creators who are selling online can pivot to sell to brick and mortar stores. I'm Yvette Brown, co-founder of X Promos. I became an entrepreneur at 23 by starting a promotions agency with my then 29-year-old business partner, Sherry Nomadi. And I'm Sherry Nomadi. You know, Yvette and I generally approach business from completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Yet, we always come to the same conclusions on how we help our clients succeed. And I guess that is the result of a great partnership over 30 years now. Today, we are welcoming Kathy Parks to our show. She is a marketing and sales and product development rock star. Early on in her career, she honed her marketing skills at Ogilvy. Yeah, that Ogilvy, like the David Ogilvy guru of marketing Ogilvy. <laughs> That's who she worked with. Yvette and I were fortunate enough to meet her on the agency side of the business. That was before we launched our agency and before Kathy moved over to Mattel Toys. At Mattel, she became part of this elite team that built Barbie into a billion dollar brand. And after she left Mattel, she repeated her sales, her marketing, and her product development skills and created a process where she was able to help emerging brands expand distribution channels to the tune of hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars. And in doing so, she created a proprietary parks method on selling to stores. And to learn more about how she's helping brands, you can visit selltostores.com. We've actually had the pleasure of working with Kathy, and I do mean pleasure, at several <laughs> points along the journey, both her journey and our journey. So for the next several episodes, we've actually asked Kathy to hang with us and share some of her very best piece of, pieces of advice to our listeners on how consumer goods product creators can actually sell to stores. So welcome, Kathy. Again, welcome, we're so Kathy. happy hello, to have hello. you here. Let's I'm get glad started. To be here. But you know what? I think we have to address the elephant in the room. You know, it's August 2020. We're still in the middle of this giant global pandemic. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there thinking, why in the earth are you talking about selling to stores? Like, why should people be thinking about selling to brick and mortar stores? I mean, as it is, they're not even open. So <laughs> why would we sell to them? Well, well they are open in parts of the country. They, they are, um, they're opening and closing. But, yeah, but yeah. The, the, the fact of the matter is the buyers are buying 
the stores will carry on, except for the few that you hear about on the news, but they have to find innovative product to meet their numbers for this year and now moving into next year more than ever. So the retailers had a very slow first half of this year and it's gonna, it's gonna slog on you know, through the rest of this year. Um, they are absolutely looking for innovation and new vendors to freshen up their line to help them bring consumers back into the stores. So they are looking for innovative ideas to get consumers back in. They have numbers to meet. They're measured by their year ago numbers. So whatever they sold last year, they've got to beat this year, regardless of being out there in the world. So the buyers want product. It's, it seems counterintuitive, doesn't it? It does. Okay. And, and I should just clarify, when I refer to buyers in this conversation, I'm talking about the retail buyers, the people who you meet with to sell your product into, to get on shelf at a retailer. Okay. Well, you know, that's good to know. It certainly gives us all hope for the future in this, you know, challenging time. Um, Kathy, I got a question. You know, we know that you have sold products into all kinds of different retailer stores. Mm -hmm. I mean, not just Walmart and Target, but, you know, Walgreens and Fred Meyer and Myers and Kohl's and, you know, everybody in between across multiple channels. Can you tell us, you know, based on that, you know, big, broad line of experience with multiple brands and multiple buyers, what are the three biggest mistakes people make, creators, when they are trying to sell to retail stores? Well, that's, um, that's a really good question. They, they will make three major mistakes and they can avoid those major mistakes. One simple trip to a retail store. So if, if, if you go to the store, you could avoid mistake number one, and that is developing product or selling product into a buyer that doesn't fit on their shelf. This happened to me just this week. I had a client who wanted to sell in a product um, in a category where um, at Dollar General was the retailer we were talking about and the product was the right price, but not the right configuration. He was thinking that it could go in in a bin and people would pull from a bin and it would be a dump in scenario. But for this particular product category, everything's neatly, neatly placed on. So I helped him before he'd spent money or time figure out what product configuration he needs to present Dollar General. So something that has to sit on the shelf in particular for this category. So a simple visit to the store, I had just done a visit to the store the day before our call so I could steer him in the right direction. So if I hadn't done that, or if he hadn't done that, we would have come up with something that didn't fit uh, for that particular category. And I've seen that happen over and over and over again through the years. So go to the store, look where you think your product would be merchandised and look at how things are merchandised and develop it that way. And along those same lines and the same store visit, check out the prices of things. Check out the prices of product that you'd be competing with or product that would be near yours because you need to make sure you're competitive. And if you're not, if you're not in the ballpark, you have a very clear product differentiation that shows why your product should be two or three times more than the product that's currently on shelf. So you don't have to be the lowest product and you really don't want to be the lowest product. That's a tough place to be. 
You want to be somewhere in the middle, in range of the product that you'll see in that category on the shelf. So that's, that's, that's you know, very, very important. The, the other key thing to know when you're, when you're going to sell to stores is you're a new vendor. And a new vendor can be trouble for buyers. So you want to be easy and you want to be meaningful. And the way to do that is to have multiple. So you can't necessarily just take one thing and hope to get that placed in a national retailer. You need to have a line. You need to have at least three or four items, depending on the category, but you need to go in with what we call a brand statement. And that makes you a meaningful vendor. Um, it's a lot of trouble if you think about it. And if you think when you go to the store and look around, you rarely do see one, one item by itself. Generally, it's part of an assortment or a number of SKUs that are in that brand. So think, think, think like a brand and go in with multiple items. I hope that helps. Absolutely. And it, yeah, to just reiterate for our, our listeners, to recap, <clears throat> Kathy, you're saying number one biggest mistake the product that you're selling doesn't fit on a shelf. Mm -hmm. Number two, it's at the wrong price point or it doesn't have a justifiable reason to be at the price it's at. And number three, you're going in with a solo item and not a full line. Is that? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And you know, I can give so many examples on how product doesn't fit into the shelf. So that's really important. A lot of people come up with ideas and the product is too tall to fit on a shelf. And the buyers either won't take it, or if they do, it's going to get merchandise wrong. It's going to be laid flat, and then it won't sell, and then you'll be out after that. So make sure to take that really important trip to the store. That's great advice. Absolutely great advice. And really, who doesn't want a trip to the store to shop, right? <laughs> as long as you wear a mask. Yeah, that's right. Today we're wearing masks, but we're still going. So That's right. Um, no, that's really great, Kathy. Thanks for sharing that with our audience today. These steps can get you in the door successfully, but I bet you've got some really solid advice on what to do and what not to do when you actually schedule that million dollar meeting. <laughs> and I'm hoping you'll accept our invitation and come back and talk about that on our next episode tomorrow. I'd love to. Yes, Thank I've you. Ha had a, quite a few of those meetings. <laughs> I bet you have probably more on the successful side than the other side. But like we say, if you learned a lesson, it was successful, right? <laughs> right. So if you guys would like to know more about selling to stores and using the proprietary parks method and Kathy Parks herself, then visit the website that is selltostores.com. Thank you so much for listening today. Come back soon as we continue our interview with Kathy Parks on how to sell to stores. And we will be discussing three disasters to avoid when you get your meeting with a national buyer.